Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, joined by my co-host, Trey Lyle, as always. And we are very excited for another week of baseball talk coming at you. I hope you all had a great weekend. I know Trey had a really good weekend this past weekend. He was up in Baltimore at a Yankees game for his birthday. By the way, a late happy birthday, turning 24, and more on that in a little bit. But I'm sure you had a great weekend. I did. Uh, My girlfriend, Courtney, and I... Who's going to comment on this is a, another week of a shout out to her. Uh, went up to Baltimore and uh, enjoyed. I mean, Camden Yards is beautiful. We were in right field. So it was nice. Uh, all the homers went to left, though. So that wasn't. But Judge had a phenomenal series. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get the sweep, but taking two or three. And the Yankees keep wearing, winning series games despite Garrett Cole. You know, he got to 61 strikeouts without walk, but did have his worst start of the season last night against Texas, as we record this on Tuesday night. Uh, but fun weekend all around. Had a lot of fun. Uh, beautiful ballpark. Like I said, we go back again. And, uh, you know, my first MLB base, Major League Baseball game since Derek Jeter played for the Yankees. And uh, obviously, you know, as we get started, uh, ESPN announced they're doing a The Captain, a six-part documentary on Derek Jeter. And obviously in lines of with the last dance with Michael Jordan. How do you feel about that? I think this is the perfect person to pick because I, I don't think, obviously Jeter is one, one of the greats, but I wouldn't say he belongs in the greatest category. Like to me, he's, he's an iconic player and reason I fell in love with the game of baseball. But I think his status being the face of the game for 10 years, really, you know, from and part of the last great dynasty in baseball in the face of it with the most iconic franchise, I think this is, this is well warranted when some people are complaining about it that does Jeter really deserve this? Yeah, I love this. I, I remember last year when The Last Dance was coming out and showing on ESPN and we were talking about if there was ever a baseball documentary in the in the style of The Last Dance, who or what team would it be about? And one of the options was that not just Derek Jeter, but that whole group of Yankees players that he came up with with Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, and Andy Pettit, those four core players for the Yankees in the late 90s and early 2000s. That's the the team that you would want this documentary to be about. And so now we see that we are getting one about Derek Jeter. I'm very excited about it. You know, I'm not even a Yankees fan, but I'm just a huge baseball fan. And he was the face of Major League Baseball for a decade plus, for as long as he was in the league. So it's great to see that they're, they're putting something together about him I you know it's, it's probably not going to be as big as the last dance because basketball is just so much bigger and has more of an audience these days but I think it's gonna be really cool and baseball fans everywhere should love it and it's you know it is our version of the last dance so I th- I'm excited for it I think it'll be really cool and Derek Jeter is the perfect guy right now to make this documentary about uh so Trey like I said you turned 24 this past weekend I'm turning 24 this coming Friday Happy so early birthday, big Matthew. week thank you Thank you. Big week of birthdays for us. Uh, I'm not doing anything uh, quite as exciting as uh, you did going to a major league game. I'm just sticking with double A, going to a Flying Squirrels game here in Richmond. But I'm still excited for it. It'll still be fun. My parents are coming down. We'll all go, me and Mariah and my parents, and 
go out to the diamond, have a couple of Richmond rally caps and, uh, and take in a ball game. I'm excited for that. But with us both turning 24 this week, we decided to rank the best players in Major League Baseball history to wear the number 24. And now we didn't exactly set the criteria for this going into it. So is it the best players to wear 24 at any point in their career or who had the best career while they were wearing number 24? I think we could do, um, what would you like, Matt? It is since it's, uh, past my birthday, we'll go with, uh, your pick. Let's just do the best players who wore 24 at any point. Okay. We can do that. All right. Uh, I've got a list going. I have some honorable mentions, and I've got four uh, four players. I do as out. well. I have four. All right, perfect. Uh, my honorable mentions, we've got Manny Ramirez, Miguel Cabrera, and Robinson Cano. Those three guys all had great careers. Obviously, Cabrera and Cano are still playing. There is obviously some uh, hesitation to include Ramirez and Cano due to the PED testing, but those guys still had great careers. Ramirez has 500 home runs. Cabrera is getting close. He's at 489 right now. Cano has had a great career, obviously missing the season due to being suspended because of PED use. So a little questionable, including him in there, but those are my honorable mentions. Uh, I have one of those on my list. I will. You might have this person on your list, Early Win, who was the first pitcher ever to get to 50 war. So I that is my honorable mention. All right. No, I did not have him on so my list, but that, that is, yeah, good job. Right. Good job, including him. So uh, you want to start with your number four? Yeah, my number four, I've got Ricky Henderson coming in at number four. He wore the number for 17 years in his career. He's a lifetime 279 hitter with 1,406 stolen bases, still holds the major league record. He won an MVP during his career, a 10-time All-Star, a two-time World Series champion. Ricky Henderson, one of the greats. No one is ever going to get close to his stolen base record. He's coming in at number four of my players to wear the number 24 during the career. That's a pretty good one. Ricky Anderson actually makes my number four. I had Cabrera five. I just want to note, I I forgot we were doing top four. So uh, I'll have Ricky Anderson number four. I, I know my number one's going to be different than your number one uh, because of our opinions about uh, PEDs, which we, you touched on. But I think that's, I think honestly, that's, that's what we're going to get to. Uh, your number three probably is the same as mine. Yeah, my number three is, well, actually, I don't know. I, my number three, I put Barry Bonds Woo! at number three. Yeah, I put Barry Bonds at number three. He's a, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people consider him the greatest player of all time. I don't because of the PED use, because of the steroids. But you have to acknowledge that he was still a great player. You know, 762 home runs, 1,996 RBIs, just four RBIs shy of 2,000. He won seven MVPs during his career, eight gold gloves. He was a 14-time All-Star a lifetime 607 slugging percentage. I mean, he was a great player. I just don't want to put him at the top because of the steroids. He he wore, by the way, if we had decided he, he to wore rank them. He not during his non-PED use, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was going to say. If we had decided was, to rank them based on their careers while they were wearing number 24, he, he, I mean, he wore it for seven seasons with the Pirates, and he played pretty well in those seven seasons. I would argue at a whole thing career with here. just the Pirates part. Like, that's people argue his PDs. Like, you look at his Pirates career, it's Hall of Fame numbers in his first seven years. And we've seen players with a less, you know, peak span get in the Hall of Fame. So it, it would be interesting to see. I, I push Bonds. Uh, we'll get to Bonds on my end and why I think he belongs where he belongs. My number three, and. Obviously, I think the greatest athlete to wear number 24 
is the late Kobe Bryant, who went into the Hall of Fame this past weekend. He obviously wore two numbers, but 24, one of them. And so I think about this, and I'm like, it's just iconic. And you think of icons in the game of baseball. Bonds, Griffey, and Mays are three of the top ten most iconic players of all time. I'm putting Willie Mays third. And it's not not because of like how good he was. He's one of the greatest players ever. And I think it is. I just think those two more are iconic and I'm calling this the Mamba factor. I just, I like the reason why baseball somehow remained popular in the nineties and the two thousands is because of really because of Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. And Derek Jeter, we talked about earlier, like those and maybe a rod, like those four guys really carried the game. And like, in terms of a, a, a cross brand appeal, like, I, like if they didn't have that much star power, like baseball's not in the best place right now, but if it could be in a whole lot worse of a place without those four, like people, and we'll get to Barry Bonds, but it was appointment television for Barry Bonds, as we'll get to when I will say to him. But my number two is shockingly, or three, is Willie Mays, and I, and it's also because I knew you're gonna put him in your, I think number one. So I, it, we have to have some difference. That's bold, but you know, I, I like going bold on stuff like this. You got to change it up every now and then. I honestly thought that we would not have uh, very many differences. I thought our list would be pretty much the same. Our number two is the putting, same. Yeah, our number two is going to be the same. Uh, obviously, Ken the Griffey kid. Jr. coming in at number two for both of us. And like you said, you know, he is an icon and he kind of made baseball popular in the 90s. He made the way it he cool. Played like it, his, LeBron yeah. James shouted out Ken Griffey Jr. because of like that thing about like that kind of appeal, like. His yeah, impact was, on the was, game is so big. He was young. He was fun. He was energetic, always wearing the backwards hat. I mean, he brought a youthful, a cool feel to the I think he was the, the first game like, young prospect that was really exciting. Like, like baseball, most sports have grown with younger prospects, like coming in earlier as time has gone on. You've seen it in football. You've seen it in basketball. And he was like one of those first ones that was like super young, and super talented and came in and became a star instantly and had high expectations. And, I th- and he had the stats to back it up. I mean, 630 career home runs, 1,800 RBIs, easy MVP award, 10-time gold glove, 7-time silver slugger, and Hall of Fame. So, I mean, And before Mariano Rivera, Ken Griffey Jr. had the highest percentage of votes to make the Hall of Fame. So he, he had the stats to back it up, but he also had that, that factor, his personality, that made him who he was. And so with that, we go to our number one player. You go first. To wear the number 24. Both Giants. In Major League Baseball. I'm putting Willie Mays at the top of my list. I think there's a very strong argument that Willie Mays is the greatest player of all time. Obviously, for me, it's between him, Babe Ruth, and Hank Aaron. But Willie Mays, lifetime 302 hitter, 660 home runs, 1,900 RBIs, a two-time MVP, 24-time All-Star, 12-time Gold Glove, 1954 World Series champion. The guy is a legend. I think I think he's I don't know. What when you when it comes to ranking the best players of all time, it's kind of like Ruth, Mays and Aaron are all like 1A, B and C and then it goes to number 2 because they're it's hard to pick, but Willie Mays was such a good player. And so he's my number 1 number 24. Mine is Barry Bonds. I think yep. it's the biggest joke in the history of sports that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, which we've I've ranted on this podcast about. I think Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player that ever played. 
and it's hard to his stats clearly back it up. Statistically, he's the greatest player ever, and I don't think there's even close. I don't think it's even close. Truly, it's not. Like you're going seven MVPs, five eight gold gloves, twelve silver sluggers. Uh, I mean, his his splits were insane. 762 home runs. He was appointment television when he hit for like seven, eight years. Even when he was bad, he was appointment television because he was chasing the home run record. It, he was so good. And I get the PEDs connection, but in my opinion, I look at the Hall of Fame and someone brings a good point. Can you tell the history of the game without Barry Bonds? And you can't. No. You can't. He's, he is the greatest player of all time, truly. And I, the PED argument, and I get the purity of the game, it's the same sh- sh- crap with, like, Tony Rulusa recently getting upset at his own player for hitting a freaking home run in a big lead on a 3-0 count. Just don't throw a bad pitch. And, you know, who like, every, like baseball was so lax on it. It's the, it, was a, it was an issue in the game. Like, it was – if baseball really wanted to hammer down on steroids, they should have done it right away. And they did it. They realized, let's like, if we hit a shit ton of home runs, excuse me to curse, you're going to get ratings. Like, that's what works. And he was, I mean, he, if he didn't have the PEDs and you just look at his stats, he's one of the greatest athletes ever. Ever. And I just think it's a, one, he, ne- like, if you really want to face facts, he never tested positive. He's never admitted. Yeah, to that it. is true. He never admitted to it, and you know he's connected to it. And if you look at him, like it's kind of obvious he did it. And I'm not here to say Barry Bonds <laughs> didn't do steroids. I'm not. A, I'm not stupid. But I just think everyone was freaking doing it then. Like everyone. Like, I mean, it's like. <sighs> yeah, I. Everyone that. And you I know, can't tell I the history of the game without Barry. Barry Bonds is one of the best players ever, and it's not at all. Like, what was the flaw in his game? There was no flaw he, in his game he, other than the steroids. He, exactly. Like, like McGuire, you could argue, wasn't that great defensively. Like, a couple of these players who did steroids, you could argue, like, other parts of their game, or they weren't good and then became really good. Barry Bonds went from... Uh, uh, all-time great to the best ever like that was his jump like let's let's like like let's be real here he like seven mvp awards the guy got intentionally walked four times in one game 120 times in a single season both in 2004 once when the bases were loaded because they the diamondbacks didn't trust him in 1998 he's been intentionally walked so many times this is when the stat came out the next highest totals combined don't add up to him which is Pool holes at 302, Hank Aaron at 293, Bonds at 688. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. No, I mean, he, he was, does have he the was, stats. He I know. The, he was the most feared batter of all time, and it's not even close. I know. We we have had this debate before, and I don't think either of us are going to change the other's mind, and that's okay. A debate is a good thing, and differing opinions are good, but the, the steroids are, uh, you know, that's what keep him out of my top spot. And that's fair. But, I like I that's fair. I I think it's I think it's more of a joke he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he will eventually. I don't, I don't know if think he'll make he it. will. I don't that's the same. No, I, I don't like he's that's, not gonna make it on the on the ballot, but you know, 
after his 10th year on the ballot when he doesn't make it and then he'll end up going to the veterans committee or whatever it's called these days and by the time he gets there it'll be today's baseball writers that are voting on it and today's baseball writers are the ones that think he should be in you know the younger baseball writers that are more accepting of the ped use and they understand like like yeah by the time they're on the veterans committee they'll be willing to put him in so he i don't think he'll get in it's not like on a ballot the part that also pisses me off is like you're gonna tell me babe ruth didn't cheat hank aaron didn't cheat well i mean like not to the left like how would you know like i'm not saying that i'm not trying to throw accusations out here let me let me put it let me let me rephrase it you don't think babe ruth hank aaron willie mays try to find every advantage they could in order to be the best i mean everyone knows that back in the you know 60s and 70s they were taking greenies the amphetamines that kept them more awake and alert yep, so bear hey, no nope, nope, no one from the 60s belongs to the hall of fame then let's just kick them out kick them out I mean, it's an argument. You Fernando could make that Tatis does bad flips. Let's get him out of here. He's never going to be Okay, that's a little different. That's a little different. All right, so that is our rankings of the top players to wear the number 24 in Major League Baseball because Trey and I, or Trey already turned 24. I'm turning 24 this coming Friday. So I am the elder 24 this theme podcast. podcast. By a week, less than a week. Really. And you know what? It would be a great birthday present for both of us. Give us a rate and subscribe and share the podcast with 24 people. If not, just do try to but share it with your friends uh rate and subscribe and hey maybe if we get a review we'll read it on the podcast so uh, how about that how about that sounds like a good deal to me that would be a good birthday gift i'm moving on to some of the news going on around major league baseball everybody hurt matthew everybody everybody's hurt i mean you're not you know who's not hurt wait wait, one person who's not hurt is aaron judge he's playing aaron judge finally not hurt but you know who is hurt Giancarlo Stanton and just about every other star in Major League Baseball Mike Trout we got the news so Trout is on the 10-day injured list with a right calf strain estimated to be out for six to eight weeks like we said but yeah Shohei Otani obviously is playing very well 13 home runs as of Monday night leads the league in home runs also a 210 ERA I think he's pitching again on Wednesday so we'll make sure to tune into that game see what he does so the Angels are without the best player in baseball right now the Yankees are missing Giancarlo Stanton. The Twins, who had Byron Buxton get off to a fantastic start. He was player of the month for the month of April in the American League. Now he's been injured for a while. He's not playing. The Braves are just losing people left and right. Huascar Enoa, who's been the best pitcher for the Braves so far this season, fractured his hand. And he's going to be out for a couple of months because he punched a dugout bench when he was frustrated after his outing on Sunday. That's just the dumbest thing I've heard so far this season. Like, I get if you're frustrated, but you got to figure out a better way to take it out, take out your anger than punching a dugout bench when you're a pitcher and you need your hand to do your job. Come on, man. It's just the dumbest thing I've heard so far this season. But he's been the best pitcher for the Braves so far, and now he's out for a couple of months. They also have a couple of other injuries going on around the team as well. Kevin Pillar got hit in the face with a pitch i think it was a 97 mile an hour pitch on monday night and it, i don't know if you saw it trey but oh, it was, it was bad. bad i saw it i mean it, it hit him square in the face like you see sometimes guys will get hit like on the side and the cheekbone and that i mean that's not good i'm looking but he got I'm hit right in the front at, of his face photos of it right now and yeah he, it was not was good actually I was, uh Pilar, shout out to him giving out the lineup card tonight so but yeah I'm, he's I'm, got a, a massive black eye and his nose is it's uh 
it's like this. It's crooked. It's very, very crooked. He's uh, fractured a couple of bones in his face, so it's he's going to be out for some time. It's not, not good. And then there's just, I mean, there's just injuries everywhere. Like Stanton's every out. single Stanton's team. been banged up, got banged up. Um, good news to the Yankees, uh, both Rudin Odor and Gleyber Torres. Rudin Odor's played pretty well for the Yankees since the trade. And um, Gleyber Torres is back in the lineup after some COVID stuff. The Yankees having a COVID issue. You know, I think the protocols are different since most of them are vaccinated, but uh, a lot of the coaches been hit with COVID, which is interesting. So something to see. I know we're gonna have a sidebar here, but did you see hear the story how uh, Rodan Odor's daughter never didn't recognize him because he had to shave after getting traded to the Yankees? <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's yeah. funny and believable. So. But yeah, these injuries. I mean, I just it's not good, and you know, it's you wonder what's causing it because it seems like way more injuries than a normal season, and it could be that. They didn't play very many games last season. Now they're getting ramped up for a full season. I just think it's I mean, this so far we've year. we've already I feel we've like, already played. I, I feel like we have this conversation every time around this year, um, where a bunch of players get hurt. I think it's just the beginning. Of, like I honestly, I think we have this conversation literally every year at this time. It feels like we've already played two thirds of last season because last season was only sixty games. We've already played two thirds of that, and they still have over 100 games to go. So it's going to be a long season. We're already seeing this many injuries. The, what's really going to be interesting is watching the pitchers because, you know, pitchers are going to be tripling their innings from last year. So it's going to be interesting to see how many pitchers can go a full season, can pitch 200, 300 innings, how many guys are going to be put on an innings limit, you know, how many guys are going to have to be rotated out because they're getting too many innings, pitching too much this year. That's going to be really interesting to watch. I think this season, more than anything, is about depth with how many injuries we've seen so far. That's you got to have a really deep team. That's why everything's okay with the Dodgers. Yeah. The, I mean, they, they had that rough stretch, but you know they're doing all right now. And they brought in a legend in Albert Pujols, who was released by the Angels last That's week. That's weird. And went one for four with an RBI in his first game with, with the Dodgers. Because he was a Cardinal for so long, and now he's a Dodger. <laughs> I, it, you know, it is weird, but something about it, when I was watching that game last night, seeing him in the Dodgers uniform, it felt... I mean, it's cool to like see our pull holes back kind of the National League. I also, I mean, I guess they're going to play him at first base, um, which is fine. Um, I just, I'm shocked he didn't go to the AL and just be like, let me DH for, like, the Rays or something. Yeah, that's what you would have thought. But, you know, the, Do the Dodgers, like every other team, they have a lot of injuries right now. Corey Seager is going to be out for some time. And so the way they had it last night, they had Pujols playing first base, Max Muncy at second, Justin Turner at third, and Gavin Lux at shortstop. So he gets to go to the Dodgers. He gets to play first base. He goes one for four with an RBI in his debut, helps them win the game against the Diamondbacks. So pretty cool to see Albert Pujols get a hit last night because we don't see that too often these days. But it, it definitely was an interesting signing and kind of threw me off when he signed with the Dodgers because I, you know, like you, I was thinking he'd go to an American League team and try to DH, but we'll see uh, how much playing time he gets. And especially once the Dodgers get some of their starters back in the lineup, back from the injured list, we'll see how much playing time he gets, how long he stays at first base, or if he's just a come off the bench, pinch hitter, play every other day kind of thing. I agree. I think he's going to be used uh, sparingly and probably more as a, a pinch hitter is my guess once they get their team back. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoy all the baseball. There are a lot of good series coming up this week, a lot of good games. 
coming up this weekend all across Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot of stories to watch, of course, with these injuries, watching for players to come back, get back in the lineup and get going again. Uh, Ronald Cunha Jr., my guy, he's got 12 home runs right now, so he lost the lead when Shohei Otani hit his 13th on Monday night, but hopefully Acuna can get going again here soon and get another couple of home runs. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun weekend in baseball, as always. Yeah, I agree. ACC tournament coming up. Uh, they announced full capacity for the events, and that's pretty uh, today. So that's pretty nice tech trying to, you know, compete in that. ACC is pretty close this year between all the teams. So should be a good tournament. Um, they'll know their fate for the NCAAs coming up. Uh, Matt, I hope you enjoy your birthday at the, the Flying Squirrels. Have fun. Go nuts. And uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to uh, join the conversation at Foul Ball Area on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Trey Lyle, at Mackins21. Love to hear from you. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Like we said, if you uh, give us a nice review, even a bad review, we will read it on air right here on the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Matt Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Everyone have a great night, folks. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.